I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome, everybody, to a uh, remote podcast, the Rick mm-hmm. Shields Show podcast, episode 132. <laughs> um... Myself, co-host Guy. Yep. 
energy is low at the moment, but it's going to it's going to rise back up. The benefit for the listener is and the viewer that if we've got low energy, that should be in a bad podcast. But it means we're probably going to go do Lally and it'll be a good podcast. <laughs> Let's set the scene. Set we it. we are in I say this a lot in our <laughs> in, in my our your favorite place. It, it pro- I, I'm actually falling in love more the more times I'm coming back. Yes, I would agree. If you've not guessed it, we are here overlooking the old course at St. Andrews. Yeah, if you are a podcast listener, I suggest you watch the podcast, the audio, the video version, even if it's just for 20 seconds to see the view because it's phenomenal. We're in the boardroom. This is where we actually filmed the Minwoo Lee podcast before he was a big time player. Yeah. You know, we got him early. No one knew who he was then. Um, we uh, we filmed that in here. So we're in the Old Course Hotel, beautiful hotel, which runs by the side of the 17th. Um, why we're a little bit low on energy right now is because we've just got off the golf course. We have. And not just any golf course. <laughs> the golf course arguably the most iconic and famous golf course on the planet i honestly genuinely think it is number one yeah that and well that and augusta yeah but i, I would probably i think more non-golfers might still know of the old course certainly in, in the uk yeah i think so well if, if you said where's the masters played to a lot of non-golfers they might not Always connect it no. to Augusta. So, yeah, this is it. Old course. Uh, we actually managed to, this morning, tee off on the very, very, very opening tee time. 6.40 a.m. It was phenomenal. And we br- we filmed a break 75, episode 6, which actually, you listen to this, we won't come out for a couple of weeks because we've got episode 5, but actually two break 75s, back to back, they're absolute crackers. Yeah, I think... The old course is phenomenal. It's outstanding. It's beautiful. It's the home of golf, literally. The old course with grandstands up is just like, it's like it's on steroids. It's magic. So, yeah, obviously the Open, the 150th Open is this year. It's what, probably about eight weeks away? Nine I think it's saying six, but I don't know if it's less than that. Let me just check. Oh, that was a, wow, that was really cool. That was with your phone then. Hey, hey Siri. <laughs> How many wait? How many weeks till the eighth of July? It's seven weeks until then. That was really quick. That seven weeks. I think it's this, oh, it's the eleventh. But that, so yeah, seven and a bit weeks. But we, we won't give any spoilers of break seventy five yet because you don't want to know. You want to obviously watch the video, and you should watch the videos because they are very, it's very, very good. Unreal. Um, but the reason we are here is not only for break seventy five or some other filming that will be hitting people's screens, phone screens, laptop screens, TV screens, not quite cinema screens, or is it? Oh, oh. VR screens. Oh, yeah. If, you wanna, if you're in the metaverse. Yeah. Um, let, should we like rewind, rewind, right? So we came up on Saturday yep. afternoon, um, and we got into town almost exactly the same time at half six. We're staying yeah. in these apartments that are just out of this world. We've been very lucky at St. Andrews when we've been to stay in some lovely hotels. We're in one now, the Old Course Hotel. It's phenomenal. It literally looks onto the golf course and it's part of the golf course, it really, is. isn't it? it is. You have to hit over it. Um, there's also Russocks up the road, yeah. and a lovely hotel we've stayed at where you kind of walk out of the front and you're almost on the 18th fairway. But this time, we were in a little apartment which we weren't too sure on because we'd, we'd never been there before. It was the best thing since sliced bread. 
I feel now because we we so we, we are literally locals. Yeah, like we're walking down the street now. Hi Barry, how you doing? How's the grand grandchildren? Yeah. Maure- going, Mate, my name's Phil. Who are you? <laughs> You're not <laughs> Maureen. How <laughs> how are those plants doing? Up the bedding in all right for you. Um, but yeah, we've been we have been very here a lot recently, which is amazing, obviously. But yeah, we, we're in these apartments on South Street. Yeah, um, we paid for the apartments. So we're not going to give them a full shout out, but. They were absolutely phenomenal. It was it was a combination of they were really nice, they were fresh. They've only been open like, for two weeks, so the decor was class. I was gonna, you know, I nearly said then. <laughs> I nearly said the decor was to die for. I don't know. I, I stopped myself. That would have been a bit weird. The decor was decent, um, but it was literally a three four minute walk from the golf course, yeah. right in the middle of the town. You've got a Tesco nearby. Yeah. You've got a cool pizza place. <laughs> I like place. how you start with Tesco. But I like having a Tesco nearby because you know if you've got your toothpaste, security. you've got it. Yeah, a bit of security. Yeah. Well, I, I forgot my shaving gel. Exactly. And you got some. I did. it was so close. And people might think, well, why do you need shaving gel, Rick? I thought that. Underneath it. Under, under neck. Just in case anybody's wondering. And the <laughs> <laughs> That'll have to get muted. Sorry. How's just, this going so far? Just, just, huh? How's this going so far? You, it's happy flat. With the vibe? It, not really. It's flat, <laughs> but, but that's fine. Flat <laughs> We just had a little wobble then. We weren't sure if this was too flat. We would have to delete the podcast. We decided to keep it. So if there's a jump cut there, that's why. <laughs> we, had, we had a board meeting in the boardroom <laughs> <laughs> about where there's... Right, we need to bring the energy. Bring the energy. Right, so once we got to St. Andrews, we checked into our apartment. Really amazing, like I say. We, uh, we decided to wander, as golfers do around St. Andrews, yep. with our golf clubs. First thing we did, golf clubs on the back. And we marched along with, with intent. This is a lot of energy now. I know. Yeah, with nice. intent, because we were going to go and do a grind We were going to go to the driving session. range. We were going to hit balls. I was excited. We got towards the golf course, well, to the driving range, and it was shut, <laughs> full of, like, grandstands and all the stuff with the, when they opened here, all the tented villagey stuff. And I think a lot of it's the TV production stuff, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, hospitality and whatever. The shop is on the on the driving range. Yeah, so... So we were a bit gutted about that. So we did chipping. We did. I destroyed is, you. Which is probably the bit of the game I should be practising. And you were. And you and were I was, decent. And I, and I hit some oak. I hit the green a few times. But you've got the same problem as me. On the, sh- I'm good with my driver on the driving range and not that good on the golf course, which is frustrating. You're actually quite good at chipping on the chipping green. Yeah. They don't always take to the golf course. Yeah. So it, yeah. it's hard to like practice it more. You're like, well, I'm practicing and it's working. Yeah. It's that confidence. <laughs> so it almost becomes more frustrating. So yeah, we uh, we bumped into uh, Iona Stephen, who comes later in the story as well on the 17th tee. Uh, she was teeing off, knocked it over the clubhouse, over the uh, hotel, great drive. We spent a bit of time on the chipping green. And then we decided to do something a little bit daft. We decided to earn our tee. Yes. So we went on a 10k run. We did a 10k, which is about six miles around the golf course, around the town, and you were fast. I was quite impressed with your pace because yeah. well, I hadn't eaten a lot that day. That was my excuse. So I felt a bit lightheaded, and I wasn't going to go for the run. I said, to, you know, you go. I'll stay in the apartment. I'll have a scroll on my phone. I'll okay. work my thumb. Yeah. Um. But I thought, you know what? I'll feel good if I've gone with you. So we went out, and your pace was pretty impressive. All right, good. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> I felt like I was dying straight away. To be fair, I was hating it. <laughs> but we did the run. We went down again, round the golf course, back into town, near this bit of the harbour at the front. This the like little amazing. pier. It was so good. There were students having like 
kind of like a beach party. Like, they weren't loitering in a bad way, but they were kind of loitering on the beach. Yeah, a couple of cans, in like couple a, of fires. in like a posh St Andrew student type of way. Exactly. Like there was a fire. There was probably a bit of caviar. They were popping champagne. Yes. It's not like drinking Lambrini on the streets like probably you and me did back yes, in the day. Exactly. Like it's high class. Yes. Loitering. Yes. But that was an amazing part of the town. Oh, it was unbelievable, and I, I kind of I'm annoyed I've not seen it before. Yeah. But it was great. If you don't know about it, it's kind of. It's kind of behind the cathedral. Mm. It's probably the best description. If anybody is coming to St. Andrews, it's kind of behind. And we ran back into town. We did our 10K. We beat 50 minutes. We did, which was good. And we burnt off enough Callaways to go and Callaways? Sell- <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long couple of days. We burnt off enough calories <laughs> to go and have a pizza. So we, yeah. went, and, we went and got we a pizza. We went on a Pro V1. <laughs> oh i'm not sure about this one but we'll keep going um yeah we went and got pizza and then we had a bit of an early night because the next day this is where this is the main this was was the main event yeah and then today is kind of somewhat topped it a little bit but today yeah. was a dessert yeah that's a good good way of start we had our starter <laughs> <laughs> we had our starter our run our false call to driving range the main course was a day and quite literally 13 hours of shooting videos in conjunction with the Open, yes. in conjunction with the One Club, presented by MasterCard. Nice. And um, how epic are some of these challenges? So you filmed these videos that are gonna, mostly going to live on the Open's YouTube channel, so make sure you go and check them out in a couple of weeks when they're, when they're live. We'll Rick will point you in the right direction on social media, etc. Yeah, that way. <laughs> um, but some of the challenges, I, there's many times... A, a, Either I've been interviewed, I've been on other podcasts, or even just chat to people if I'm meeting fans in the street, and they'll say, like, what's your highlight? What is, what is like, one of the best things you've done? And it's sometimes hard because you can, oh, I, I did this and I did that. Honestly, some of the things yesterday, it was almost like four or five epic, epic, life, once-in-a-lifetime opportunities in one day. Well, you went from playing golf with a five-time Open champion, Tom Watson, eight-time major winner, and you also hit balls off a roof, which is quite random. So it was a contrast <laughs> of, like, crazy things you'll never get to do because it's just you will never get to hit balls off this roof again because you won't ever be allowed. So that was it. I hit We hit golf balls. Me and Iona did a challenge where we're hitting golf balls from the roof of this hotel down to the 17th green. I actually can't believe they got, like, insurance to do it. I didn't sign any paperwork. You could have hit a, hit a person. Oh, with my accuracy. You were hitting it left, actually. <laughs> I hit some good shots. You did some very good shots. 175, was it? 180 downhill? I can't well, remember. I was hitting five, and it's 190. Oh, yeah. It was a long, long way. So that was that was cool. So some videos coming that. And then, like I say, we, I met up with Tom Watson. What Honestly, I, I kind of wish, and we spoke about it after, I, I do kind of wish I'd lived in that era a little yeah. bit. Watson, Nicholas, Player... Like, I feel like that era would have been pretty special. Well, to, to win five majors is an unbelievable career. Rory's won four, and he's obviously a bit of a legend in the game, and rightly so. He's not won five majors. He's won eight majors, but he's won five Opens. Like, it's mad. It's outrageous. Um, so, again, not to give too much away, we filmed a video where it was me and Tom Watson around the old course, not in a way that you would expect. No, it was um, unreal to see him play golf. Like, he's obviously 72, I believe, now. He's still 
is an unbelievable golfer. I don't know if you saw this actually. Somebody when we did, there was another challenge later on where he was with a junior golfer, and he asked a junior golfer what was his handicap, and I think he said like eight. He said, "Back to Tom, what's yours?" And he said, "Oh, about a scratch," which you probably would be about a scratch now. Yeah. But when you actually watch him hit it, he doesn't hit it miles obviously anymore, but just so straight. And oh, I'd love to see him on the normal golf course. I would. What he would actually do? Like playing, imagine him playing the club champs at normal golf club. I bet he'd wipe the floor with most people still. What I found fascinating as well, we he, we had him for a period of time. Obviously, he's a busy man, and he um, stepped up on the first tee, and he had a few practice swings. That was it. Yeah, teed it up with driver and just middled it, and it was going it was going nowhere else apart from where he said it was going to go. And apparently, he's up here for a few weeks, and he's been playing a lot of golf. You can tell he actually loves his golf. Yeah, he really does. And he was such a nice. It's. You always expect and hope these people to be pleasant, which he was. But sometimes, you think somebody of his caliber who's done been there, and done it for so long, could be a little bit sure themselves, a bit short, kind of want to just get in and out. That couldn't been further from the truth. He was so nice and so charming. Even like the stories he was telling, yeah. like he was so good with his time. So that video will be coming out soon, and, and it's absolutely epic. And then we continued to to film a several, uh, three or four more videos, and we we ran. Like I say, from 5.30 in the morning, and I think the shoot probably ended, was it about half six? At night, yeah. It was, yeah. A, it was a long, long day. So 13 hours, loads of videos. Um, we then had a couple of beers in the jigger in. Yeah, standard. A couple of Guinnesses yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah, you were um, Guinnessing. Onion rings. Yes. Chunky chips. Yes. And then we actually decided to eat tea in there. Yeah, we did. We had a lot of food yesterday. Um, I think we deserved it. Though. Yeah, you did. Burnt a lot of calories. And then... To be honest, we were gonna we we're gonna hit the Dunvegan, hit hard, and watch the uh, PJ Champs, but uh, we were knackered. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I apologize right now. I know everybody tunes into this podcast to listen to strokes gains, yeah. to listen to um, who, which coach is using which method mm-hmm. with certain pros. Yeah. What stimp the thirteenth? <laughs> that was like a pet. The thirteenth green was uh, rolling at. Yeah. Yeah. I would like you just to have some general knowledge of the tournament. You didn't watch a single shot, did you? I watched it a little bit on Thursday. No, I didn't watch much. Tiny was, bit on Friday. It, it was hard because we were here away. And by the time it was coming on at night, we were literally goosed. Yeah. Also, I mean, I'm quite happy Justin Thomas won and like him. And he's a great, great player. We've said it before. For me personally, the PGA ranks bottom of the majors. And I think most people would agree. It's literally for most people, it's a toss up between the Masters and the Open, then the US Open, then the PGA. We've done, you've done polls before yeah, yeah, and yeah. seen that. Ironically, just a quick note: I asked Tom Watson. What oh his yeah, favorite. this was interesting. I said to Tom Watson, "What's your favorite, the Masters or the Open?" And naively, only gave him those two options, which is a bit silly. He said the US Open because he's National Open. Obviously, he's an American guy. And when he was a youngster, I think his dad had said to him something along the lines of, "If you ever win the US Open, you've kind of made it because you." beating the best players at the hardest golf courses, which is, wow. to be fair, they are hard golf courses and you're playing against the best players. He's like coming back from overseas and going, Dad, Dad, I won the Open. He's like, don't talk to me until you win the US Open. Yeah, and exactly. Dad, Dad, I've done, I've done it again. I've won, the, I've won the Open. Yeah, but if you like, he won it five times. Well, the only one they didn't win, ironically, was the PGA. Yeah. But back onto the PGA, it's, it's for me, the leaderboard was full of, it was, I don't know. I didn't get excited by it, which I saw no. other people online saying the same. And it's wrong. At the end of the day, it's a top level of professional golf. Tiger withdrew. 
He doesn't look good, does he? It looks like it's hard work for him. It does. It was definitely a glimpse of great golf, but his his Saturday round after he made the cut was pretty shocking. But it's the walking for me. You see him even walk to the first tee, and he must be, to some degree, fixed. He wouldn't put himself through it, you wouldn't imagine. But it doesn't look comfortable. I'm semi-hoping he's kind of saving himself for this place in July. Well, the good thing here is it's quite flat, isn't it? Yeah. There is obviously parts of elevation, but it's quite a flat golf course. You can hit irons on some of the holes and just... If it, if it gets hot and baked again, mm. you can just iron it round. You don't have to be super long. No. So he's not as if he's going to give up. Because that was really interesting seeing him play on Thursday. Like how far behind he is of, is of Rory, yeah. obviously. But even Spieth. And Spieth isn't known to be one of the longest. And I'm thinking, oh, God, that looks quite hard work for yeah. him, really. Um, but, yeah, round here. I think the only challenge is when he's walking around, obviously, the old course is you know when you're on the greens and you get those real, yeah. real undulations, and and that's going to put a lot of pressure on ankles yeah. and and you know other areas of his legs. But yeah, th- so the PJ was a bit of a funny one. Obviously, uh, Justin Thomas won it in a playoff with Will Zalatoris. Um, bit of a nightmare for that. Um, is it Pierre or Pereira? Pereira on the last hole when he made double mm. to kind of miss out on the playoff. Bit of a nervy swing on the last tee, but. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a weird. Yeah, just you know what? Really no, hard to get it, excited about, and I, and I feel like I'm wrong about talking about it because I didn't watch enough of it. Basically, yeah. I think I, I would have watched more if we were at home, definitely, yeah. and I would have watched more if a player that I can root for was doing better. Um, but speaking of somebody messing up towards the end of the round, without giving it away for break seventy five, and I know people like to bother up my score clearly, but I semi blew it towards the end, and I my card doesn't matter what I shoot really. I don't know how professional golfers do it. Like no. when you've got the lead of a major or even doing well in a major, how do they not just blast it out of bounds? No. I don't understand how you can hit those golf shots under so much pressure. It's mad. I kind of understand this idea of being like a shot behind, mm. two shots behind. Because yeah. you've got to step up there and you've got to hit it. Yeah. Where being ahead, it's like so kind of like you just want to steer it, mm. don't you? Like you, all you want to do is not do anything wrong. Where when you're behind, you have to do things right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, you you definitely, certainly your front nine, and you went on a real run. Your iron play was phenomenal today, and your putting was really good. Like I say, we don't want to give too much away from the video, but 16, 17 kind of chewed you up and spat you back out well, a little bit. that's why I came off the golf course. I don't want to call off a golf course ever in a mood. It's ridiculous, but it's not your career. It doesn't your job. It doesn't matter, does it? But I came off the golf course today in the most, I said you obviously know this, but in the most bizarre state of mind ever, where part of me was over the moon with how I played. Part of me was disappointed. I, I, I just I didn't know how to feel. I still don't really. Yeah. Because it's a bizarre feeling. Normally, I feel like you either play well or not so well or kind of okay. But I feel like I had moments of super highs and then obviously a couple of lows. But um, overall, I think for me, I've said this before, when you're playing a golf course somewhere like this or somewhere that's a dream course or with friends or whatever, the main thing is having fun. Yeah. But you have to play a level of golf often that can help that be fun if you're losing balls every hole it's not fun nope. i don't care how much you try and make it fun it's just not is it no nope. i definitely played well enough today to have fun oh definitely um again without giving to something magical happened on the last which yes outrageous the, the most bizarre situation i've ever 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 seen on the golf course but again it makes for great youtube video yeah and i think it it's it's one of those things that we may never know the answer about but it is what it is. I, th- I feel bad, in a way, talking about this episode and then not giving more away because, obviously, we don't want to spoil it. So when the episode's gone live, we'll 
talk, talk about, about it a, a lot more, more in depth. Yeah, definitely. It was an interesting round of golf. So at the moment, um, the views would have seen what was the last break seventy five would have seen close house, close house, which feels like a long time ago it now, was. doesn't it? Um, quite a lot of again. I honestly didn't realize I was uh, had so many golf coaches as subscribers. I feel like I've actually got more this time. Yeah, like since um the what the episode before, which was Delamere, that close house. Almost every comment is giving me coach advice. You know, I've seen a lot, and I kind of get it, but it's not actually that true. I think a lot of people are saying about how hard you are on yourself, and and I actually don't think you are. You do sometimes say, "Oh, whatever," <laughs> and get annoyed. But actually, I do think you quite quickly let it go. I think where you kind of go wrong, if you like, and I'm not being a golf well, I'm being a golf coach here, is you do chase the score a lot, which is natural to do. But like, it's it's sometimes you feel like it's 75 or broke. But 77 is not a bad score. Do you get what yeah, I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, but when you play a bit more relaxed, good things happen. Correct. I think what, uh, address a couple of comments I've definitely seen, or hundreds of them, <laughs> is that you're always picking out the negatives on a hole. But I think that's more me storytelling. Well, it's telling people what the hole is, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I think sometimes don't, you know, if, if you hear me say, oh, there's out of bounds up the right and, you know, that pin's tucked behind. That's not me particularly always thinking that. It's trying to explain to the viewer. That's me just, yeah. just narrating what's in front of me. Yeah. You know, if I'm playing golf, actual golf, that's prob- that's not how I think. Well, features, features, fe- <laughs> can't speak. features on a hole are always typically things that are hard, aren't yeah. they? You're not gonna you're not gonna go, there's a fairway on this hole. Yeah. And then there's a green. And there's a big slope with funnels into the hole. Like, there's always going to be a bunker, trees, yeah. whatever it might be, a pond. So they're all quite negative things. But like you said, you're painting the picture. Yeah, it is more, It's like I say, it's more just giving the, the viewer. And, and also, you know, that kind of storytelling, weaving in and out. Like, sometimes I'll say, oh, and the last three are, are really hard holes. And people, why are you saying that? Yeah. But again, it, it's kind of for the video. It's more for, you know, not the dramatic side of it. It's more just to be able to say, there's these things coming up. So again, thanks everybody for your unsolicited advice. Um, the last, the next two episodes. It's because they care though, Rick. Is it? Is that what it I is? I think it is. The next two episodes, you'll definitely see a difference. And uh, <laughs> these jobs. And I think uh, less less golf coaches. I think as well though. Again, one thing people might not always realise is that when we go to these golf courses, typically not always, they are hard golf courses, and you play it off like the furthest back tees. So it's not, and often the green keepers and, and the golf courses want the golf course to look great. Yeah. They might put the pins in like tricky places and stuff. They've like so it, double it, cut the green. Yeah, it is. It is. Sorts. It is probably harder than people think. And also, again, I think I said this before, but to shoot to break seventy five, you have to shoot seventy four. Obviously, seventy four at most golf courses is only two over par. So if you start off with a double or a, bo- a bogey early on, even if bogey the first, that becomes so difficult. Yeah, real so challenge. So it, it is. It is hard. Um, and also this year you're gonna do what? 15 episodes, so sick. I yeah, know. I don't think we've put a number on it yet, but more episodes. You're gonna, you are going to play some bad rounds of golf. Yeah, You're going to play some rounds of golf that just kind of fell away from you. You're going to play some good rounds of golf, which we may have seen. Um, but overall, you're going to get a mixture of everything. Right? You can't yeah. always play well, Yeah, unfortunately. There's a video coming out this week that everyone's going to see where I take on a young golfer. Yes. Who's 16 years old. Mm. He's off plus seven handicap what's it off seven no 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 <laughs> <laughs> so again if, if people again viewers listeners might not know this so when you've got your handicap what what is the maximum handicap now is it 54 now i'm looking around if anyone knows i think it's 54 but don't quote me on that so from let's say 54 
as you get better, as your score improves, most people would see zero as being that's the best you can get. Yeah. Like that's a scratch handicap. A lot of golfers want to get to 17, which is the average handicap yeah. of golfers that play the world. And there's obviously a huge chunk of players that want to get down single figures. Of course. Like that's kind of like a, a, a like a premium goal. You put, you're playing well or yeah. whatever it may be. And I'm kind of saying this to explain this to you, but I'm kind oh, of explaining yeah. to... If you get good enough as a golfer and you start to break par consistently, you get what's called a plus handicap. So you get a plus in front of your number. So if you, if you let's say, average go round in three under par, yeah. roughly, or your best, you're off plus three. Frank Kennedy, who we filmed with this week, who's 16 years of age, when I rewind back to think Madness. what I was doing when I was 16, <laughs> I was I was going out way too much. Yeah. I, my fake ID and... S- drinking cider on the street. Cider, Sambuca. Fighting. Probably fighting. <laughs> um, not not doing what Frank Kennedy's doing. No. He's a plus seven handicap. Well, the simple way, I know people know this by now, whatever you shoot normally, you then take your handicap off. He has to add seven shots on. Like, so he shoots a 70 gross. Oh, bad day to have had a 77. It's absolutely crazy. So we filmed with him. We were on and on about what to do because obviously he's a lot better than I am. Yeah. But he's 16. So we actually decided to go with him giving me a 10 shot head start. So you started 10 under par. Which is what I've done with Tommy Fleetwood, which is what I've done with Lee Westwood. And what I've now done with Frank Kennedy, even though he's not a tour pro, he's not a tour pro yet. Well, he's played on the DP World Tour and he's the youngest, I think, either UK or England, I think it's English per, Englishman boy to ever make the cut. At, he's made a cut at 16 years it's old on the DP crazy. World Tour. He's the number one 16 year old in Europe. Yeah. And he's the number three 16 year old in the entire world. I think what's mad, when you like you watch him play golf, you very quickly forget he's 16 because his age becomes irrelevant, just in awe of him. I think what's weird, when we talk about his age, I think we need to, so people realise how good he actually is. But I think sometimes you kind of think, oh, well, you're talking about him as being a good 16-year-old. No, he's not just a good 16-year-old. He is one of the best amateurs on the planet. I think yeah. his, his amateur ranking is at 150, I think he said. Yeah. So literally, there's 140-odd amateurs in the world, kind of officially better than him. He's unbelievable. He absolutely smashes it. He doesn't hit it like a 16-year-old. No, he, he hits... There was actually... I don't think you saw this shot, but on the... Again, we don't give too much away, but on the first hole, you went right and he went left. It's a par five. And he hit it quite a long way. And he had a seven nine left into the green. And he hit this shot and it kind of went onto the green, not too close, but onto the green. But the strike, it was that elite level of strike. Yeah. No disrespect to a scratch golfer because that's miles better than I am. But it wasn't like a scratch golf at local club in a 7 iron. Yep. It was like a tour pro. It was that speed and that strike, that compression, the sound, the, the noise it even made off the face. It was phenomenal. He hit his driver like a tour pro. He did. And that, we, we went to the British Masters a few weeks ago and we said, like, tour pros do seem to, it sounds different. It does. Um, and, and even when I've been up close and personal with these best players, like, I'll hit a drive and it's sometimes hard to hear your own drive, but you can obviously still appreciate the difference you hear them hit it and you go it doesn't sound like that it's you think it's quite well it's not simple but it's because you do every every golf club has got a few guys who swing it as fast as a tour pro the guy might be big beefcake or someone that's really tall and got long levers so they may swing at 115 miles an hour 120 which is great very very fast but they don't catch it in the middle and if they do it's very very rare these tour pros are swinging at like 115s 120s but 
catching it in the middle of the club face, but also kind of compressing the golf ball, certainly with irons as well, in a way that you just don't see at normal level golf. From, from what you see, again, with tour pros, they'll hit the middle, you're right, but because of their delivery numbers, their path, their angle of attack, their... Um, uh, Descent angle. Uh, face, uh, angle. face angle. Like, there's so... It, it's such a... Sh- straight on hit it's yeah. not a glancing blow yeah you know as soon as you put any path numbers from inside or out it's more of a glancing blow where these guys are just so dialed in and frank had that and the other thing he had was those really low fizzy wedge shots yeah kind of spin they almost they don't look thin but they almost have that look we can hit them if we kind of thin it a bit yeah it's like he catches it pure it nips he was obviously a very good golfer that video will be a monster i think people need to check it out because without putting pressure on him as a 16 year old he will be going places i believe again i've never seen somebody shoot the score he did and look so disappointed yeah which is crazy isn't it well <laughs> yes it was it was there were some holes where he, he might make a par which i know listening can make a par but he'd make a par by bombing a drive a mile in a class wedge to like eight foot and then just lipping out yeah. so it was a par but it was like when you've hit two fantastic shots there and a putt that was decent and you've only got a par. Yeah. On another day, those putts would be dropping and he'd be shooting flipping 59 or something stupid. <laughs> he had he has got that kind of mentality. Well, he's, well. He's, he won the Portuguese Amateur. And again, yeah. that's not like a, a junior tournament, the actual Portuguese Amateur Championship. And I think he had a course record of eight under par, obviously in a venue that's set up for a massive tournament. So he can go deep. As much as we didn't get him on the podcast this time, we actually did ask him a lot of questions out on the golf course as yeah. well. So it's kind of a, it's got a bit of a podcast kind of flavor to it a little bit because he he answered in quite you know well spoken, eloquent kind of grown up talk. It was good. Speaking of podcast flavor, how's this going for you so far? It feels strange. Yeah. What for? What reason? Uh, Still feel like it's flat. Or I think it's just because it's different location. Yeah. I feel chill. Yeah. I don't know if I'm almost borderline too chill. It's the kind of one where people will love it or loathe it. Well, how, I, I, how do you three think it's going? Ed's yawning as we speak and giving a really half-hearted thumb thumbs up. Thumbs up, Matt. Two thumbs up. Everyone looks absolutely They knackered. do look really tired and quite bored and they're on the phone, so it's not <laughs> a good good start. start. I can't even speak. <laughs> Sign. No, I think I think normally when we're in the studio and it's early in the morning, normally Monday morning, we've not, we've not seen each other. We've spent too much time together. I yeah. think that's what it is. Like we've not seen each other. Oh, sh- oh, what have you, what have you been up to? What yeah. have you been doing? And genuinely, I'll I'll seem interested. Seem interested, yeah. <laughs> I'll go. What do you do? And you go out with the kids. I'm going. Not even listening. Yeah, did you go on the bikes? Great, brilliant. Again, went to swim. Dinah falls right. Yeah. Um, I think this time because obviously we've been together Friday, Saturday. Now it's Monday. It's uh, sorry, Saturday, Sunday. Now it's Monday. It's like. Yeah, I think we've kind of seen. I think as well, what's frustrating it and what's frustrating, but we've got some amazing stories from the golf course today. It's just started to rain outside, actually, so we made the best of the golf this morning. We've got some amazing stories from the golf course, but we can't really give them away yet because I don't want to ruin the break 75. Um, but it was fun. Let's talk about, just very quickly then, getting, getting people excited. Because I know I am now being here, playing the golf course. How epic... Is the open actually going to be here? Um, be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Two, it will be two hundred ninety thousand yeah. spectators for the wow, week. It's a line it. Fifty five thousand a day on the tournament days. Crazy. It's going to be bananas. Yeah, I think it's it's going to be the biggest open in my life so far. Yeah. I think 
because it's 150 and it got delayed a year because of COVID. Obviously, Tiger, hopefully, he's going to be here. He's committed. Fingers crossed everything's going okay with his kind of health at the moment. I think we've been a lot. So we've kind of got invested into the town. I know we've said again so many times in the podcast about how much you love it up here, but we do. If you, if you like golf, which I'm guessing 99% of people listening do or 100% of people listening do, you will love this town. And when you've been here and you kind of see the people, the town, the vibe, it's going to be unbelievable. You know, the, the big standout for me this year, from what I've, how many Americans are here? Oh, it's, well, well this is the first time we've been coming really, this last month or two, or when you, did you come a month ago? I something? came, yeah, I, I filmed with Iona the, the oh, yeah, day that's before, when I didn't the come. couple of days before, or the, the day before, um, filmed at Close House. Uh, so that's I, the first time since lockdown has lifted yeah, really, I, where I, Americans I, are coming over. Yeah, I, I went into the Dunvegan and it was, it was full of America it was really full of Americans you know what I learned today though playing the golf course again was that there will be golfers coming who want to try and bomb it around here and to be honest with you there's a lot of room left and right they will obviously go the roughing part so it won't be as easy as it was for us today obviously but even if you bomb a driving it near some of the greens there's so many undulations and yeah. mad that you, you can easily three put or four put yeah. there's some of the greens are massive as well so it's a weird one. Like, I don't know who I think is going to win. If it's going to be a bomber that can get it close to the greens, if it's going to be someone that's super accurate with irons and get it in the right parts of the greens, that's going to be a big advantage. If it's someone with a great short game, I think you have to know how to play Lynx golf as well, don't you? If, it, yep. if the wind gets up, you can't just hit it up in the air. So it's it is a true test of golf. You know, what I feel like it favours is even though left is your friend mm-hmm. around this golf course, yeah. so you, you imagine that players who have a tendency of missing it left to be fine i also still think it favors a fade off a lot of tees yeah you know to get onto the right side of the fairway yeah, it does like even though left is is safe and there's nothing down there 17 is a great example for that if you can hit a little fade and get to the right side of the fairway yeah you can open up that green brilliantly but if you're hitting and going well left is safe it makes it so much harder well, that's what's unique here. Me and the guy, Paul, that we played with, we hit one on one of the holes a long way left. Like, stupidly left. We're on most golf courses, you'd probably be out of bounds or yeah. in a hazard or something. But we were fine, because like you said, left is your friend. But when we, And he said, when we got to our balls, on most golf courses, they'd be lost, they'd be gone, but we were okay. We were actually on a, on a bit of a fairway off another hole. But then we hit our shots in. We actually got quite good shots, but they were quite blind. You were on the other side of the hole, and you were position a so what's yeah. weird is you can go around here and you, if you play okay not even if you play badly you could actually not lose a ball yeah but the downside is if you do miss the right sides you're going to have much harder approach shots in so it's it's exciting it's going to be a very good one because also they, they can really trick the pins up oh yeah and i don't mean like ones. silly ones but just ones that are really hard to get close yeah. to you know like almost like on on top of mounds so a lot beh- of false fronts as well kind of behind yeah you've got those run-ups but you could put a pin just in front of those run-ups yeah. um you know I, I just think it's got so many elements and as much as it's not the longest golf course they've lengthened it quite a bit yeah over the years is it seven thousand two hundred yards now i think it is off the very backs um it, it's not as if it's like ridiculously long but how it gets protected obviously the weather mm-hmm. natural wet na- natural situations but like you said those those kind of complexity of the greens that just makes it so challenging i agree um i've got some questions on facebook i did I literally just before we started i did a post on the facebook group very good um a quick one as well last 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 time we'll mention this Pod, live. Well, it has to be <laughs> yeah live well yeah of course live podcast is on the weekend um looking forward to it it should be good 
Um, quite a lot of people are coming. Great. So we're going to get a train down Friday. Yeah. We're taking out other halves. Yeah. Um, have you got any plans? Have um, you got anything you want to do in while London? in London? Uh, watch Champions League final. Okay. Well, you're doing a live podcast. That's really hard. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, what do I want to do in London? Um, that's a good question. Nothing really planned. What do you want to do? What do you want to do? I want to take Claire out for a lovely meal. Nice. I'm getting my hair cut. That, yeah, that's very random. By a barber I found on TikTok. That, yeah, it's really weird. Got 8 million followers, so yeah. I'm going to get some want clout. a free haircut. I'm going to get some clout chasing. Yeah. He's already offered me for free. So that's why he hasn't um, We're staying in a lovely hotel. Yeah, that's true. Taking your swimming shorts. Oh, I do, yeah. Yeah. Um, swimming the Thames. <laughs> swimming the Thames. Are we going to do a 10K round London? Yeah, maybe a slower pace though this time. How are you getting on with your number? You're smashing it. So yeah, we had the 100K challenge, or 50, or 75, and you can walk it. I'm on 110, I think. So you've done it? I've done it, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm, good. I'm up to 70 kilometres so far. That's good. I've got 30 more to go. I'm tempted to do on Saturday. Oh, wowzers. <laughs> Round St. Andrews that again. Is brave. In the rain. It'll be quite nice in the rain, though, yeah, actually. Um, so, yeah, that's coming up. It's going to be good. Um, we may do more live in the future. We may not. We're not sure. A lot of people say, oh, come up to X location, do on there. Um, we may. We, we may. Why not? I think we have mentioned it as well, just a quick one on this live podcast, we're not recording it, so unfortunately people listening or watching, you won't actually see it, but we'll be back next week with a new episode. And we'll tell you what happened. Yeah, yeah, we'll, just say, short we'll just say whether it was good or bad. Yeah. We'll, really we'll rate our own live podcast. Well, the thing is, we've not planned anything for it yet, and we didn't plan anything for this one either, and this one doesn't feel like it's going great, so let's we can wing it. We can, we can, yeah. Imagine if now we had two, like, a few you're, hundred people in front of us. Yeah, I'd be flapping. You're the definition of a winger, aren't you, really? You do wing things last minute. I prefer to wing. Yeah. And what's frustrating is when you wing it, it often works out better than if you hadn't wung it. Yeah. Wung it? That yeah, that's good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, wing it and wung it. Um, so, um, this is the part now where I look at questions and I feel like I can't see anybody. Um, someone said, when are we going to see Rick versus Guy? Probably not um, because I would play really well all the way around and then mess up at the very end and then you would win and it wouldn't be a true reflection of the game. Let's just include this game at St. Andrews, is that? Okay, that's fine. <laughs> the first 15 holes. <laughs> Had you on toast, my friend. Um, how much better do you reckon you are than me? Um, Hand on heart now. I don't know. Probably not loads. I still think if we had 10 rounds of golf, like probably off camera and stuff, yeah. I think I could still do you... Seven out of time. Seven mm. out of ten. But I think it, they'll always be fairly close. I feel like they'd be like two and one quite a lot of the time. Yeah, big time. Yeah. I felt like, though, the gap was bigger you know, in the past. I feel like, yeah. If I you feel play like you've, well, managed, you've managed the way you get a golf ball around the course mm. now. If it, Even though it's not always pretty, yeah. you can do it. Where I have to almost be playing pretty golf to be yeah. good golf. I feel like if we had 10 rounds of golf, you would have a, a lot more... I mean, you might have three or four close to par, which I may or probably may not have. I might have more like four overs. I think you might have more higher ones, maybe. Yeah, you might have like an 88. Yeah. And I feel like... I probably have still got in the locker, but touch wood, it's more going to be 83s. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think in, stro in, in match play, you'd, I think you'd win a lot more than probably I would. I, I prefer match play anyway. Yeah. Like, I, I would have well if today was match play for me, though. Um, it might have been a good match, actually, if it was match play today. 
Let's very quickly work it out. Oh, this might take a long time. Uh, no, it's too long. It it would have been close. No, because we'll, there's a couple of times, oddly enough, because even on the front nine where you made a good score, yeah, I made not a great score. Yeah. It would have okay, been close. We'll work it out. We'll work it out another time. Um, Someone's actually... Oh, that's weird. Someone else said who would win if he played. Um, you probably would win, but sometimes... Struggling a bit, Rick. I should have planned really for this. All right. It's been a strange one. Everyone's understood. Everyone's like, ch- t- it's really <laughs> nobody's watching. <laughs> nobody's listening and watching right now. It's um, we were adamant we wanted to get this one done today, so it could be out for tomorrow. Which it felt like Tuesday. we were going to bring more energy to it. <laughs> I think the lack of energy is either going to be really good or people haven't turned off. So it's a win-win because if you're still listening now, you've enjoyed it. Because if you've not, you'd have turned off. Yeah, and if you turned off, no hard feelings. Yeah, you won't hear this, but no hard feelings. Um. If you're still here, thank you. Let's see how long we can just keep saying thank you for if you'll do turn <laughs> No off. questions, nothing. You, you have a quick look, then I flapped it as it Facebook? really. I was, yeah, it was on Facebook. Um, Let me have a look. I've got this. Come on, we can pick some quick fire questions. You'll find a really good one now. And then... I can um, find the post. A lot of people screenshotted that meme of me pulling a weird face when you missed that putt. Um, the, 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 when's Rick going to challenge his subscribers? New series, Challenge Rick. Uh, I'm not sure if that's... A good, se- a good series. How much do lessons actually help a mid-high handicapper? Um, they do, it, you know, but there's, it, it just depends if it's a technical thing or if it's a course management thing. Um, but I still am a big advocate of lessons. Um, what's the best excuse to a boss at work for getting the afternoon free for golf? Or should we ask Matt that question? Um, yeah, what do you Matt, say, Matt's Matt? Getting, Matt's getting the afternoon off to play golf. He's going to edit the podcast. That's good. Um, what's your thoughts on golf club membership? Do you think they could be more flexible to allow people who can't afford membership? Um, there are some flexible ones. Yeah. There's one where you can like get a point system, isn't there? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, we're not talking about that company No, because I give them a massive shout out and they said they were going to give me some free points. They didn't do so. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah don't, don't use that one. Join, yeah, don't a, use join a club properly because the points ones aren't <laughs> worth it. I'm joking, they're all right. After Lee Westwood said Rick should have a pre-shot routine, has Rick taken this on board and tried to develop one, or do you have one, but you didn't use it? You know what? Have you got an answer to that or not? Go on, you give your you know, I was going to say, you know what I feel like a lot of golfers do, and I see it in the comments from your videos, we overthink things too much. Like, you've had a few bad rounds of golf, which people have watched, which is, and they want to give their opinion on, which is great, they want to engage. There's not a great deal to it. Your chipping's been quite bad, which we've said you're working on, it's just not kind of bringing it to the course yet. Just played a bit bad sometimes. Yeah. It's not like there's not loads of mad stuff going on. It's just that, do you get what I mean? Yeah. You can overthink it. Yeah. People do overthink it. Some days you'll play well and some days you won't. When you think about golf, you're swinging a golf club, a bat essentially to a ball. Now the ball's not moving. It's it's fixed obviously. But you're swinging a club above your head and then back down. You've got so little margin for error. At speed. You've got, at speed, you've got wind, you've got bounces, you've got like the turf interaction, how the turf reacts. So much can go wrong. You've got the fact uh, 500,000 people will probably watch each video. Yeah. The fact you're playing with Lee Westwood. Yeah. He's quite an intimidating character. So there's quite a few factors. There is. Question for Guy. Oh, okay. Before working with Rick, did you ever watch his videos? And have you ever taken lessons from Rick? Or does Rick ever give you pointers out on the golf course? Um, so I was more of a Peter Finch fan. I understand. Um, I wouldn't have less than off you because you talk crap. And no, I'm joking. I watched your videos. That's yeah, I always watch your videos. I actually remember. I've told you the story before off um, pod. I'll say on pod. 
when I worked at Nike, my old job, which I talk about a lot, I know, uh, me and my colleague used to work away a lot. We had to share rooms quite a bit, which was frustrating, but it was fine. And I used to always be watching your videos to see what you were saying about other clubs, because obviously I worked for Nike and knew all about the Nike clubs, but I wanted to hear your opinion on Callaway and Ping, whatever. So I'd watch them all. Um, yeah, and then when I actually go back on the channel now and look at like the oldest videos, I was a, a viewer. One of the ones I always remember for some reason that's ancient do you remember when you got those, was it score wedges? Yeah. They're all that mad loft. Yeah, yeah. Did you even get one in like a start like nine nine or something or whatever? They would really yeah, forty two degrees of yeah, loft. Yeah, and I remember watching that one and you look at that, have a quick look now when that was from. That'd have been like the, eight, nine years yeah, ago. Yeah, I remember watching it then. But I kinda of, well I knew you anyway, didn't I? So yeah, of kind course. of and you used to film at Tra- well, you filmed all at Trafford where I was in and out and sometimes seeing your film, so I did. Had a lesson off you. Did, did. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember when I came and you worked on my grip? And I was yeah. like, Matt Fryer was there, I think, weirdly. Oh, no. No, it wasn't. That was another time. Yeah, you it was de- in your I bay. definitely, definitely gave you a lesson. And I, I remember I was hitting it to the right and you made my grip a bit stronger. Yeah. I was killing it. Yeah. But I think, with again, I, for me, I, I know what swing faults I've got. And I also have lessons off my friend Barry Taylor sometimes and you give me tips. So And you've both said the similar, exactly, well, same thing, really. I know what I'm doing wrong, but also it's like I'm not that bust about having lessons because I don't really want to put the grind in. Yeah, exactly. And I, I don't really ever give you any pointers out on the golf course, but I don't, I don't anybody. No. You know, I charge big money for that. Yeah. So I don't want to, you know, don't just dish them out for free. No, exactly. But I think again, pointers. <laughs> I'm not, a, I'm not a know it all whatsoever. But my, ba- my like today again, my bad shots come from bad shots. I can get. I've played golf long enough to roughly know how yeah. to get around a golf course. I like hearing things of you like. What are you seeing? Are you yeah. seeing a six iron coming off that or whatever? Like it's more that kind of discussion, isn't it? Really? I think the only time I, I never ever give advice on the golf course if it's not been asked for. Yeah. Like if you if you literally stood on the team and got Rick, we just check my alignment, not yeah. a problem. And I'll do that to you. We just check my alignment, or Rick, we just take a video on my swing and let me know what you think. I, f- I feel like because I'm a, I'm a golf coach or a golf pro, uh, I would never ever give advice unless. You'd ask for it. I've weirdly given you more advice. <laughs> I tried to. I just think sometimes it's like, uh, you know, this idea, again, going back to the comments, it's that I'm not asking for it. I don't need anybody's assistance or help. I kind of know what's happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, played 100 balls, the lowest score ever for Guy. Um, on, a gol- on, a, on a golf course, obviously. Sorry, Matt, I'm doing a bleep there. So let's just make a note at the time. Sorry. He looks really annoyed because he wants to get onto the golf course. Um <laughs> Three under gross is my best ever. It's not amazing. What's the next sport Rick is going to get into and then drop? You know what I can see you doing? Like a boxer size kind of thing. So not full on boxing and sparring, but like a boxer size, buying like some gloves, getting on the pads, getting some wrist wraps. I've got into CrossFit now. Yeah. And I'm loving that at the moment. Yeah, that's next. We've got, we've had darts, badminton and road cycling. Perhaps Peloton. Nah. No. I've I've proper got off Peloton now. Or temping bowling. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what they've said? Yeah. I'm not sure about that. Uh, what's happened to Brooks Kepka? I don't know. No, I don't know. Uh, I think he's doing all right still. Uh, right, I think that's about everybody. Yeah, strange one. Um, books you both recommend to read? Golf books? Um, I've still got, and it's a very old one now, the Tiger Woods How I Play Golf so book. So good, that book. There's some really good nuggets in that, just little things, and some of it may, oh, I've not read it for a long time, but some of it may not be, seen as correct now with the information from like Trackman and stuff like that but there was some great tips in there um i always remember i always remember a line in it because he used to always eat junk food and then he realized how important it was to 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 not do and there's a picture of him eating a burger and then like then a picture of him with better food and it said something like 
gone are the days where I would gobble down a burger at the turn and eat better food. And that's a weird thing. That's probably quite true. Like, obviously, you're famous for the sausage roll halfway around the golf course. Famous for. Um, that's what everyone knows. <laughs> but if you do have a load of bad food, you might then feel a bit worse. But that's a good book anyway. That's off topic. Harvey Penick's Little Red Book. Yeah, it's good. Again, very simple. Um, I, I I probably should read them again, but the the Dr. Bob Rotella yeah, ones are just read some phenomenal. Of them. The psychology ones. The fifteenth club games not uh, golf's not a game of perfect putting. Oh, what's the putting one? Something putting about your dreams or something putting out. Can't remember that one, but they're all phenomenal. You know what I saw? I think well, I did tell you the other day. I was weirdly I was in Liverpool on Friday. I went to Waterstones just for a bit of a move to light. It's very peaceful ambience in Water. Did you ever go into Waterstones? Yeah, I've done, yeah. And um, I was just walking in, and there was a golf book on the side. Obviously, there's lots of golf books, and I grabbed it. I was reading it. I actually read it from cover to cover pretty much, which is quite bad. I didn't pay for it. But it was something along the lines of 100 like fascinating golf courses, something like that. And it wasn't necessarily the 100th best in the world. It was ones that have a real story. So some of them were your Augusta, your yeah. old courses, the ones you'd expect. But there's like a lot of other ones that are like random little golf courses like in Scotland that have like barbed wire, not barbed, electrical wire on the green yeah. so the, the sheep eat the green. And it's mad, that. Random ones in China and stuff like that. And... That could be a good book because it's not only is it interesting, but it kind of inspires you to play more golf. And yeah. I think that's the thing. We're so obsessive with getting better and think it has to be technical, but just does it doesn't always matter. Just re, just feel inspired to play more golf. And again, where we are now, it's probably nowhere in the world where you would feel more inspired to get the golf clubs out and just go and play golf. 100%. I think I want, I want, feel like I want to read a few more autobiographies of golfers. Yeah, I've had a couple of the Tiger, well, biographies, and I've kind of read half them and then for whatever reason stopped doing Yeah. Um, Nick Fowler's obviously got one. Yeah, I, think I've read a bit I feel of. like I need to read a few of these because I feel like my golf history, I've got knowledge, but not really in depth. I feel like I, whether it's spending time here, I just feel like I want to know more about the history of what happened in golf well, that, over the yeah, years. That, that's again the, the beauty of golf that you've kind of everyone's got a level of interest, haven't they? Like yeah. some people know everything about old Tom Morris yeah. and you know, who won the Open in 1971 and yeah. whatever it might be. Other people just play golf and, and, and aren't students of the game. But I feel like, again, being here, you do get into that world of realising how long it's been played for and the equipment, and it does make you want to learn. Yeah, it more. does. It kind of like, yeah, like I'd love... I mean, I'm not super, super into kind of like architects as such, course designers, but obviously we spoke about that, that uh, secret golf course that Alistair McKenzie uh, did in mm. Wales, that rider... Um, but but golf course architecture does fascinate me to a degree, yeah. like where they put bunkers and certainly old courses. I'm thinking, how was this built? How was it all put together? It's just amazing. Well, I was looking yesterday at the the winning scores of like the Open, like the first years it was ever around, and it used to be two rounds. And it was like 90 and 88 would win. Wow! And you think it was like where we've got to today? And then how the golf course here was 22 holes, and it got made to 18, and yeah. that's why every word then became 18 holes. It's like there's loads of mad little stuff like that, but there's a reason behind everything. Like yeah, the holes yeah. are certain size because it's, it's been, you know what I mean? There's so much different stuff that you don't think of that all had to be invented. Yeah, at some point. And I think the more you like go down that rabbit hole of reading about it, it is interesting. And then there was that film I watched, The Phantom of the Open, oh, yeah. talked about with Morris Flitwick, who was the guy that kind of got into open qualifying dubiously. He wasn't a pro. He didn't have a scratch handicap and he kind of said he was a pro and he shot 120-something or whatever. The oh, worst ever score in open qualifying. That was interesting. That's a good film. They have a comedy, light-hearted. Maybe we could try and beat that record this year. I think I could give that a really good go. Maybe if I beat open and open qualifying and shoot 128. Yeah, just, just a not out the realms of possibility. 
<laughs> Hit your drive really well, have little chips into green, just keep fatting it. Oi. <laughs> Ouch. Just annoyed right. that you beat me today, or maybe you didn't beat me today, who knows? <laughs> Guys, thanks for listening. Um, strange one, but hopefully you enjoyed. Here at the old course, overlooking um, the most iconic <laughs> venues in the whole of the world, here in St. Andrews. Rate right today is out of five stars. A podcast. Yeah, rate it out of five stars. Um, 4.8. Really? Go that high from today? What have we just done? Yeah. Wow, okay. Fair play. I think if, if, if we tell them that's what they should think. Oh, okay. If we say it's 4.8, they might think, oh, yeah, no, it was. It was that good. What if people rebel? They don't want to hit it. We go, oh, it was a one star today. And they go, no, it wasn't. It was quite good, actually. Okay, you go that way. I'll do. I, I'm, I'm thinking it's really high, 4.8. Okay, I think it was quite poor today. It was only a one star. Okay. Anywhere in between that <laughs> is happy with us. Between three and five. Guys, thanks for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed it. We'll see you next week. Um, we'll come back refreshed, ready to go after our mega trip to London. We'll tell you all about it. Um, Sorry. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>